0: Aldi is hiring full-time store associates, part-time cashiers, and stockers starting at $16.50 with a $2 an hour seasonal premium in Falls Church and Alexandria, Virginia. We're Aldi, one of America's favorite grocery stores, and we're proud that our careers are just as award-winning as our products. Aldi is charting an aggressive growth course to become the third-largest U.S. grocery retailer by store count by the end of 2022. More stores means more opportunities for you. We offer competitive pay and extraordinary benefits. Learn more about store associate roles and apply online at careers.aldi.us. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.
1: Yo, yo, I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes, and I just want to let y'all know I'm
0: your pusher, the world is about to feel feel something something that they never never felt before, (laughs) come on
1: What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, producer Jonas Clark, Sam spending the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club studios. And today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Make sure you go to visit them on their website. You can shop from the comforts of your own home at hazelskyonline.com. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by First Serve Tenants. First Serve Tenants have been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They have all the name brand in apparel and rackets, and they offer same-day racket restraining as well. That is First Serve Tenants, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736 9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we're discussing on the show today, or if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over till today. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter or get at me on Twitter at Sports Grind. Okay? What's up, Jonas? It's a great day. Great day. Great day. Great day. What's up, Sam? Not much, fellas. How we doing? All right, man. Doing all right. Um, so we've got some things to get to today. Of course, with uh, in the top of the second hour, we'll be joined by uh, Paul Garcia. He's uh, editor and writer of Project Spurs. Been covering the Spurs for a very long, long time. You know, I read some of Paul's stuff. He's one of the guys, one of the few guys down here. I've got respect, a lot of respect for, especially when it comes to the Spurs. He's fair um, and balanced, so I definitely want to talk to him about the state of the organization, what his opinion is. I mean, y'all know how I feel, so y'all heard that redundant every time the Spurs. So definitely want to give y'all different perspectives um, on this on this show going forward. But um, you know, also. You know, draft night. You know, what does he look like? What are the Spurs? They're sitting at 12. Your Spurs pick at 12. So if they stay pat where they're at, maybe they trade, maybe they go up. You know, they've never really been that exciting during draft day, in my opinion. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, then that one stretch is like, tell me the guy that I'm not going to pronounce his name that's going to be stashed over somewhere for six years, and then we don't want to buy his pie out. But but that's a whole thing. So it's nothing really I've gotten it Until I see it. Maybe this is one of those things. Maybe they got something brewing. Maybe this is a new Spurs. And, hey, man, we're going to try to move up there in that top four, five. Who knows? But it's tonight, so we'll get Paul's thoughts on that. Also, um, we've got uh, NFL, too. Of course, we know we're up and going in camp. Dak Prescott, a little shoulder situation going on already. You know, not really good sign. I don't think it's nothing to be alarmed with, but – Anytime you hear a guy coming off that, then you have to hear he leaves practice and a precautionary. It's just like, man, we haven't even started yet. But um, hasn't okay, played in a year. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about it. Um, also, we've got some. Um, yeah. I was sitting there last night flipping the channels after about two, three episodes of Sopranos. And then I basically see, flip it on uh, Sports Center. And then I see my man, Sean Payton, talking. And I'm like, yeah, Sean. That's why you're one of the greats, man, because great minds think alike. I see you, Sean, way down here from San Antonio. Rip his ass. So Michael Thomas, yeah, we got some audio on that. Now, Jonas has told me, hey, I haven't heard. There's some, there's some, uh, you know, comeback from Mickey Loomis, which I, I haven't even heard it. But before I even hear it, I'm going to hear it. Matter of fact, I, I will, when we get to it, I know you were going to pay it for me during the break, but I want to hear it in real time with the audience because I don't care what he says. I'm already calling crap. It's bull crap. And I'll tell you exactly why Mickey Loomis is running to the first mic, all right? I'll tell you that, you know? But anyway, was head of this story. I think it would be a story for one if he was somebody else. You know, I know, I mean, I, he's one of the top guys in the game. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not having star power of an Odell Beckham. He doesn't have that. But there's guys that would pull this stunt they be getting ripped. But you got the Aaron Rodgers story that's overshadowing it. You got the Olympics going on. You got COVID going on. You got non-vaccination, vaccination people going on. So this is one of those just, oh, yeah, man, that's nothing. No, not past my eyes because I've stuck up for that guy. And this was a selfish move. But we'll get to that. Um, also, uh, Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback for the Jets, number two overall pick. He has signed his deal, $22.9 million guaranteed. Roughly about thirty-five point one million in total, so it's damn near almost a guaranteed rookie contract. But we have to talk about that um, also, and kind of where we'll start. But before we get to that, man, there was something else uh, needed to get off my chest. Um, AC, okay. So I I get home yesterday, or before I even get home, there's a text on my phone, basically sending me a picture of uh, this rescue dog. I'm thinking like, oh, Lord, here we go. You know, a dog that basically, and I, it's, I don't even know what kind of dog. That's not a lab. It looks like, a, but anyway, this lady posts this dog in regards to, doesn't have a home. I travel, already got a cat. It was a stray. Doesn't have a chip in it. But you look at it like it's one of those, like not like a cheap dog. So I don't know if somebody just abandoned. But the pressure's on now to want to bring this dog in. And everybody's wow. listening to this show knows how I am with Tank. And I've trained Tank a certain way. Like Tank is a bulldog. And bulldogs are very, you know, that's why they're called Bulldogs. They're stubborn. They do other way. But I've taken time to train this dog. Like this is the one bull. I've had friends with bulldogs. Gotta do But this is a guy that I can, we can go somewhere to eat, go to the store, and I can leave him out of the kiln. He knows just to sit there on the couch. All I gotta do is put on BT the uh, video <laughs> soul and I put it on there and it relaxes him and he goes. So this whole thing about bringing another dog in, because the other dog I was going to get wanted was a, was a black and white type of old English bulldog. But I've always said that we get another dog. That's what it But I haven't been rushed to it because the, we got lucky with him on the potty train, but this situation, the pressure that's coming on about a dog. And I know with her, she's like an animal lover, but at the end of the day, I'm like, that's another mouth to feed. And number two, I understand that this is like the, she, the lady called the shelter; they can't take it in. But and I love animals, I love pets, but I also live by the creed: there's a food chain in life. And on top of the food chain, I mean, some dogs are meant maybe to be street dogs, live out in the wild, you know, like just like you know, some some people, you know, grow up to be certain things. And I just feel like I get it; it's a sad, but that's another mouth to feed. And also, I don't know how my dog's gonna react to it. And I don't know if I really and I, and I told her straight like you if we do this, I, you're you're walking it. You're like I'm not I'm not going to be a total acid dog, but like you're coming at me with this right as football season starting. I'm in a routine. We don't know what this how long it's going to get this dog in a routine. Like that's on you and your daughter. I'm, I'm not I'm not partaking. First of all, I haven't conceded to it yet. That's one thing. I keep blowing up like oh let me sleep on it. But that's the pressure that I just want to get that out of the chest because like having a, the,
0: having a kid.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those that it's like it's a good deed. I get it, but at the same time, it's like, man, but why can't this lady take? Well, she travels all the time. She doesn't care. Come on, needs a home, whatever. But that's the dilemma I have going on in uh, my life. If anybody cared. But anyway, other than that, um, college. You know, I kind of college football. We've been talking about the whole OU and Texas thing, and look. You know, there's reports today that the SEC is trying to grab the remaining eight teams in the Big 12, okay? This is what I feel that is going on. I, I think that it is going to be a big, big bidding war between the ACC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12 to go by these other teams to come to their conference. And I really wish they would just call it what it is. I mean, this is the race, just like we had the race to space between Bezos and, 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 you know, uh, Musk and all these guys, it's, it's the race to see who's going to control the first power move to get the super conference. So OU and Texas have made the first move to say we're leaving. And matter of fact, we're probably trying to get some money together so we can get the hell out of here before 2025 so we can get this thing popping maybe next year or the season after that. I mean, because they're going to be in the SEC. If not next year, definitely the year. They're going to be here before 2025. Promise you that. Okay? But I think what's going on is that you're going to have these other three conferences, whoever can take, because I've already told you, I mean, if people look, if people like if a and alumni, you know, get out of their feelings, and they just really look at the logist of their TV, the TV markets that they used to be a part of in the Big 12, and I brought this up a week ago, go look at it from just a TV market standpoint. It makes sense. It makes too much sense. So with that said, the super conferences, there is a race to who's going to control the other half of the super conference. We know it's the SEC. We know that. We know that they're coming in as the SEC, and we're planting the flag. We got the other two biggest brands in college that's close to our region. Here we go. We stole them right under the... Now, y'all go, y'all markets, y'all go fend for yourself. But the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, they're looking at it like, hey, let's just go buy all eight of them. Whoever gets those eight is going to be other in seat number two that's going to be able to dictate and also control, okay, the ones that didn't make it, whether it's the big, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, whoever doesn't get that get that number, because to me, if I'm running the Big 12, and because uh, the, the Big 12 is an ICU unit right now, they're in intensive care, they're about, to, they're they're going to be they're going to be gone. So if I'm running in the residue, I'm getting the ads together. I'm saying, look, we're going to stick together. I, I know that you know. Um, basically, you were telling me, you said, uh, Jones, you were telling me the Mountain West is after who. Baylor is, is is an option uh, out there. TCU's well. looking to get out. Okay. Look, I've got respect for the Mountain West. Um, that's that's late night action there. Saturday nights, Friday night, Mountain West, all the games coming about. You know, you need that seven and a half to cover to be positive for the day. Those are those Mountain West games. Know, I know all about the Mountain West. But no disrespect to them. No. If I'm the AD, I'm telling Baylor everybody, everybody stay pat. We're going to bid this, and we're going to all stick together. We're going to let OU and Texas go do their thing to SEC, and we're going to take the highest bid out of the ACC, the Pac-12, or the Big Ten. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It would be crazy for Baylor to even take that from – I don't care what they're offering. Mountain West, I mean, you're going in no better situation. And the thing is, the Big 12 from the TV market standpoint – Pac 12 has struggled because they're games night, but they need the ACC or the Big Ten from the TV to the boost their help on the TV side. But we'll get more into it when we get back. 736 976. You listen to the Sports Crime. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shot. We'll be back. Alright, back girl. here on the Sports Grind Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios Today's show is being presented by Hazel's grind Smoke Shop And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company That can handle all your residential and commercial needs That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind uh, Alright, so back before this college point So to me from a standpoint of power, I'm, I'm telling everybody in the Big 12 to stay put, and we're selling ourselves as a package deal. Baylor does it doesn't really do much for Baylor's brand to go join the Mountain West, and I know that's they're just that's just being reported. They're in or they might call. Nothing's developing really, but that does them no good. Um, it really doesn't, and I personally, I don't really see how that really helps the Mountain West that much more. Where college is heading, we see that's the thing when we talk about this. We've got to keep in mind in perspective where college football is heading. We can't think about your grandfather's college football or your daddy's college football. This is we're talking big time things right now, and, and this is the reason why I say it doesn't really help either one to do this. The the deal is is that there is a Super Conference forming. And the playoffs are going to be expanded to 12 teams, okay? And the bottom line is is that the SEC is the first half of the Super Conference. And right now, we've got to fill out the residue that's left of the Big 12, where they're going to find homes at, is going to determine what the second half of the Super Conference is going to be. And the point being is, you've got to stick together as the the other eight teams because and to me if you ask my opinion right now the conference that probably should win the bid if it goes down the way that I'm saying it's going to go down and I'd be to be honest with you I'll be a little, I won't say shock I won't use the word shock but I'll be surprised if a couple of these teams whether it's Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, TCU, if they go off and do deals with other conferences individually I would be I would be surprised shocked. Okay. I mean, well, not shocked. I'd be very surprised. Okay. But I do believe the conference that has that will win the bid if it goes this way and the one that should get it. And if I'm big, if the remaining of the eight out of the Big 12, I'm begging and I'm hoping that it's the Big 10 that wins this bid. Because with Big 10, you're joining Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin travels. Okay. Wisconsin travels. See it all the time in bowl games. Uh, you know, um, Penn State. Okay, Nebraska's not Nebraska anymore. But there, if they're, if whenever they turn it around, whether Scott Frost turns it around, they'll be Nebraska. That's a good brand. If I, the Big Ten, I mean, excuse me, the Big Twelve wants Big Ten. To win the bit, and the ACC—I mean, that's—I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but in the ACC—you got Clemson. I mean, they're—they're they're a mini little mini dynasty. They're—they're they're little. They might be a little cousin. I won't even call them little brother to Alabama. They're like a little—they're little cousin, but they've kind of been consistency. They've been in the playoff. Dabo's a, a, a national known coach. Florida State's a good brand if they ever can get going. Okay. Um, the U. Miami. Miami, yes, Miami. So. ACC would be – I mean, Pac-12, I don't think – like even the Big 12 is like – the Pac-12 has really got hardly any leverage of anything. They already struggle kind of in TV ratings. They're, people been killing their commissioner. I remember Salami killing their commissioner for years. There, There's no there, – the Pac-12 is kind of like having to sit back and wait. I, the power is between the ACC and really the Big 10, but I think Big 10 trumps all. But do you think that they might just – join
0: forces that there could be conversations between the tops of the ACC, the tops of the big 10, looking at how they want, who they would want to grab from the big 12. I think that that's another of, angle. When you start to, I mean, this yeah. is the point where you get to start to pick and choose here. Right. And, uh, this is fair game. Right. And everybody's going to break TV deals and there's going to be new stuff and there's right. money in it for everybody. Right. But I, I think that even a, like the big 10 pac 12, I don't think that works really well because of TV time. Okay, I mean, if you're right. talking about Ohio staying up, in de- the state of Ohio staying up right. an extra two hours, three hours just right. to watch them play out at USC, kind of deal. Right. I don't think that works. Same thing with Texas. Even though it's just two hour difference, right. it's still just a pain. Right. But you're only one hour difference to pull a Baylor over to the Big Ten, bring in Clemson or Miami. And it's going to be, it depends on two from the competition element. Does a school like Clemson want to leave the ACC when they they have a probably the most equal competition right, out of right. anybody outside of the SEC? Right. You win you win your conference and you're guaranteed a bowl game in a sense right now.
1: Yeah. I mean that's that's another way to look at I can see it playing out like that. I, I mean I could see the top teams of the conference really starting to negotiate. Yeah, that makes sense. I See, all I know, it's a race to the other half of the the, the super conference. I'm just – you know, this is our region, the Big 12 region. I've told you all how I felt about the Big 12 for years. I've been the one guy down here just – I haven't been – I don't smell the roses. I'm not Big 12 biased. I've told you for years this conference, in my opinion, has had problems. In regards to the quality of play, top heavy to where it's UT and OU, um, you know, from – from really, I've never really looked at the TV market because that's kind of new to me. Really, dawning on me, like, yeah, man, I never really dawned on how bad the TV markets are. But I've told you the quality of play, everything like that. So it's I've told you how I feel about the Big Twelve, but I still think for the ten te- the eight teams remaining, you you really want to leverage all your teams. Meaning, like, kind of what you're saying, Jones. I'm going to piggyback on that because this is two things that's going. Either there's solidarity in the big, the eight teams left, and somebody's leading the ship. And saying, look, there's enough money for all of us, and this is the conference we need to all come. Or you have every man for himself, and you have the top guys, whether they're, let's just say, for example, that is Baylor or TCU. You know, you got that second level of of, of guys, of teams, and they're looking like, hey, man, let's take our brand and let's go to the Big Ten. But I think solidarity would be better, stick together, and then basically to put the person in charge and really turn this into a negotiation with the Big 10 and just take that teams and go and then that's the second half of it there but i very rarely i can i can really clearly see it going kind of that other way possibly that you're saying said that where there's just two top heavy uh conference teams in the conference and they're doing their whole thing. hey man who's kansas forget about kansas kansas state we don't who cares let's just but i think it would be better If you go with some solidarity and just make sure the big 10 gets you. I mean, yeah,
0: but there, and I think there's other conferences that are going to willing to pay even to take Texas schools because Texas in football is synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. And so viewership recruiting, uh, advertising, this is going to restructure bowl games across the board too and all the new branding opportunities and branding rights that could come with that. And then when you just talk about that, like, I think there's what five major bowl games that take place in the state of Texas as well. Uh, it, it would be a big move for other conferences to try to pick up a Texas school here and there. If, it, if it's an available option now.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Texas is still attractive to want to go get Texas teams, but I think, and when you keep, when you keep saying the bowl games, to be honest with you, man, the bowls, you know, everybody that bitched and complained over the years about 200 bowl games and 150 bowl games and all that, like those days are number two because the truth of the matter is when these super conferences come, the are really the only bowl games that are really going to matter that a lot of the corporate dollars and everybody going to throw at is going to be those bowls that are hosting playoff games. Period. Like, like the, the, um, I don't know, like the, taco bowl that's that's in the held out in a somewhere in el paso or something that that ain't gonna that's not gonna fly nobody those bowls are gonna go away all the marketing dollars are gonna want to know we're in the bowl and we got one of those playoff games if not i'm not saying they're all gonna go away they're gonna be cut by at least 70 80 percent in the long run in they're my evolving opinion. right now barstool yeah. just bought the one
0: out in arizona it's a new landscape
1: hmm. 736-976 you listen to the sports crime we'll be back All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, fit fitting the 1 and 2, 736-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring, do a lot of great things for the community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, yeah, that's – I mean, that's my take on the college. I mean, it'll – you know, we're about – probably about two and a half, three weeks away from college football starting, um, getting up and going. So this is going to be a story that's going to dominate early on in the college season about, you know, the future of college football and and also the, um, you know, the whole explosion with the NIL rule as well too. What you got? And did you notice now before the
0: announcement and everything – they they started the penalty for the horns down. So with UT leaving, the players also can't give the horns down in solid. Of uh, the other schools can't do that in solidarity mm. against the 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 uh, Longhorns leaving the Big Twelve. Good good point
1: good point. They did that was kind they did of the that wrong first. List. Yeah, sure did <laughs> sure did. Also um, speaking of college, we we kind of touched on this and we never really went all. But you know Bryce Young, you know when Nick Saban. Uh, pretty much a few weeks ago, said he had a SECD that he had a quarterback that was close to a million. Well, it's being reported today the exact number of the deals uh, that he's got. He's sitting at 800K, okay. And this, put the, put this in perspective, okay. Put this in perspective for Bryce Young. I've heard a lot about this kid before when recruiting him. I mean, he's been on there, you know, lied to. This is going to. He didn't get enough. I mean, because of the play of uh, you know their quarterback last year you know, Mac Jones, he didn't get as much run as usual. I mean, because if you pay attention to Alabama, you know, in the years that they've been dominated, that that back, that second string, third string quarterback, they get some run, you know, in blowout games, they get this and that. But he didn't get as much experience. But keep this, put this in perspective. This is before taking any snaps outside of spring ball and no, you know, before the Chick-fil-A opener against the University of Miami, I think that's who it is. I think that's who they got. Um, that's 800K. I'm going to tell you right now, if this kid is as good as what I have have read about over the years and he's like that dual threat, he was highly recruited and everybody knows Alabama and he's going to have another crop of receivers to throw to. If he's as good as advertised and Alabama comes out the gate like they usually do, if Alabama's Alabama and they're sitting at six, seven, eight, no. Oh, 8 by the time college playoffs roll around, I think this kid will be at about $2.5 million to $3 million in advertising deals. I'll go out and put out there right now. I'm I'm going to say roughly it's going to be, and I'm not saying just basically him. I think when these other deals that come out, but this guy playing with Alabama, by the time, if he's good as like they say, and they're kicking ass like they normally do, and they're out five or six and oh, and it looks like, hey, here they go again, he will get money from across the country that will throw at him, and he's going to have pretty much a rookie contract, a small, small rookie contract, whether it's in baseball, you know, and whatever you want to call it, playing college football as, I believe, a sophomore, I think, as a sophomore, okay? and Because now what's going to happen is that guys, and, it, and money – you know, like they say, money leads sometime to corruption, and I'm not going to talk about corruption. Uh, they run a clean program down there, okay? Education, graduate you, get you an NFL. No $100 handshakes at Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if you heard something later. But no, I'm going to say a clean program down there. Nick runs it clean. But what's going to happen is you're going to get guys that are got companies and everything that are going to use this, this um, NIL rule And be like, you know what? That kid's gonna be about a first, second round overall pick in the NFL. If we get this relationship right now, you're gonna get people across the if you got people that are if you got people that are throwing twenty-five to thirty million dollars just to take their ass to the third level of space or wherever you wanna go. Okay, you're going to have people that are, whether you want to call them jock sniffers, whether you want to call guys that want to play fantasy NFL football on the other, they're private CEO guys, they're tech guys. They're going to start playing fantasy football in real life and getting money in these kids' hands to put almost like an investment by the time their ass go across the stage and shake Roger Goodell's hand. That's what's going to happen with this.
0: What you got, Jonas? Just to put into perspective, you have this sophomore in college. The NFL league minimum is six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Six hundred. So he's making more right now than a guy playing and special deals teams off
1: the field. Yep. Than probably Sixty percent the of special teams players. Your backup the, offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, and it's and that's why I say at it, as they win and his performance go, and then they start talking. Oh, this kid's a high. He's in Heisman talk as a sophomore. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. But how does that deal with team morale? How does that deal with somebody feeling slighted? Even at Alabama, like the other schools that are just going to be like, hey, got that one five-star, that one guy comes out of nowhere, I think it could probably be a more problem with them until we get some structure where everybody's eating, that's on scholarship, everybody getting a check on the first 15, however they do it. But that's when I hear – and I knew Nick had no reason to lie, but when I hear 800,000 and we haven't taken one snap, not even at the opening bowl game or the opener game, I should say – He's got to be at like 2.5 or 3 million if he's that good, and they're winning. And he's at that school that he's at. Just make sure you're buying your offensive lineman that gold
0: watch come the holiday. And you're keeping keeping every TVs, new TVs in your teammates' rooms. We the receiver want a tw- had a big game. Because the running backs in the NFL, the quarterbacks in the NFL, they know who helped them with
1: their job, and they take care of them in other ways. We want a 20-year-old kid in college to understand that and be with that responsibility. I, you know, we know what Emmitt Smith used to do for the offensive line in the Great Wall of China in Dallas. Well, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, put this in perspective. You're, with this, you're asking a kid, at the age of 1920 to sit there and say that's going to campus is going to be stunting in that Mercedes G wagon. That's going to do whatever. That's going to be driving that Bentley up to the, what, and you expect him to really have, And that because if so, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but that's a special kid. If he knows the fact that like, look, that's, that's good upbringing and that, because most of these kids, it's in this is like, yo man, uh, mom needs a new house. My brother's got this. My brother needs new shoes. They right. got, I mean, these kids going to take care. So, I get what you're saying because that's kind of what the – you know, you win the Russia title, all the offensive line gets Rolexes. You know, you get – I mean, I've heard so many stories. I mean, Brett Favre, I mean, like I think when he won MVP, a bunch of guys got, you know, whatever. It's – yes, but think about what we're going to be asking 19-year-old kids to 20-year-old kids to try to keep everybody – to help coach, to do coach's job to keep everybody healthy – health happy,
0: excuse me. Right, but you have other situations where second string who's not making as much – comes around to the offensive lineman and say, hey, man, if you happen to miss a block. It could get really dirty because you're dealing with kids that are looking for an opportunity and there's no control. There's no agents involved. There's no no monitoring of how much they're making, how they're making it, anything like that.
1: Well, I do think I'm going to put the responsibility on the grown-ups and the head coaches. I think they're going to have to – you know, I've always – I really think that basically – And where we kind of have failed as a society and as an educational program, even from the times of grade schools, even to college, I think we do a piss poor job in teaching our youth at a young age about money management and like the real life things of banking and saving and money management. I uh, think like in classes, like stuff that we make mandatory to go that you have to take, whether they're pre-courses to go to college or even high school to get out. I know some of it's gotten better since I've been out. I mean, I've been out of high school for like 25 years, going on 25 years. So I know a lot has changed then, but I think even to this day, it, it's gotten better, but those are things that I think that coaches, to bring it back full circle, coaches are going to have to take that responsibility or hire people in financial advisors and see but a a school like alabama or texas they've got the resources to do that if nick goes and say hey man i need another budget because i got to get a financial guy in here to help my guys to get in these contracts know how to take budget money and responsibility they do that some other schools might not have all that but again i'm all for this i don't want to shine on the negative but this is going to be a transition and learning period for everybody involved 736-976 you listen to the sports Crime today's show is being presented by hazel sky smoke shop we'll be back All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. Beto's is located off of Broadway. If you're looking for an alternative to Mexican food, Beto's is your place. Also, now they offer breakfast Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, excuse me, 11 a.m. That is Beto's. And they also celebrating for serving great food in San Antonio for the past 25 years as well. That's Beto's, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um Okay, so shortly we're going to be at top of the hour. Next hour, we'll be joined by Paul Garcia of Project Spurs. He's the editor and writer. So, before we talk a little bit draft with him and get his opinion the state of the organization, let's talk about some other news that's come out regarding surrounding the Spurs franchise today. What went on?
0: Well, this is actually a couple days oh, a couple ago. Days ago? I've seen the conversation okay. slowly growing on social media and stuff like that. But I got a press release from the team that said Spurs Sports and Entertainment joins Tribe Gaming's investor group. Okay, and this is a group based out of Austin? Based out of Austin. Okay. Yep. Um, they've got over 25 million subscribers worldwide. They're one of the fastest growing eSports teams. Wow. Um starting to win championships, upsetting some of the other big, the Bama's of that world, right? I got you. They're really starting to upset them. And so the Spurs have joined that investor group joining like a WWE wrestler, uh, Gordon Hayward of the, of the Hornets, okay. um, the other money in there. Um, they're Austin based. And so it's just, to me, this screen, and this, this is weird for a franchise. that's not even in a 2k league. Right, the NBA's official 2K league with esports, and they have they draft and they trade players and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This franchise isn't even in that, but they're going to put money and I don't, no reports on how much right now, mm-hmm. but money into this.
1: Yeah, four-year-old company. Well, I mean, a lot of news the Spurs have been making. Spurs Sports Entertainment has been making for the past months in this city has been business deals. Have been, you know, whether it's, you know, the, uh, you know, CEO of Dell Computers buying a big stake into the shareholders here. Um, We've last few years we've reported a lot uh, of things that have sold off under the Spurs Sports Entertainment, and now you bring to my attention this uh, this deal with a kind of like an e-game type of situation. Like I said, no numbers reported, but it all lines up to me in my opinion that you know probably in 3 or 4 years you if you live in San Antonio you're probably going to be driving about 35 45 minutes to go see a Spurs game um that's that's uh that's what i feel i mean cuz to me it, it comes to a point to where like uh and trust me you want that as the cuz you don't want the latter cuz you don't want them to go out there in the desert i i mean that's i mean that's close you know you don't want that to happen so the the other part of it is if this is the case cuz at the end of the day, man, the money's dried up here. Okay, you you got you got H E B, Time Warner when it was Time Warner, now it's Spectrum. Okay, they're boxes, by the way. Like I I, I miss my old time. I mean, you know, that's just one of those things. But anyway, Spectrum, U S A A, Toyota, Valero. And, and Frost. And even AT&T tapped out. Okay. so But I just listed you the big dogs that have basically fed in a lot of money to the San Antonio Spurs in the last 15 to 20 years. Okay? But as the product basically comes down, and our greats of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, as they go off into the next chapters of their lives – and we bring in this new flux of talent that we wait and we wait and we wait for them to develop. It goes from 15, 20 national televised games to one last year. Okay? And that was because of a flex. And that was because of a flex. I don't know what the schedule's going to be like this year, but I guarantee you they might go from one to maybe three or five. So when that happens, the trickle down effects is those big advertising packages that used to cost seven figures that everybody was like, hey, man, this is Spurs, man. We got to be on this. We got to get on this, man. Most likely Kobe Shaft's coming in. We're going to get on this. When I first started this business, I've been doing this pretty much September be 17 years. I remember talking to bar owners back in 03 or 04, and they're, and I'm not even lying to you about this. Not alcohol, not food sales, but the between the months of May and June, really April and June, everything they would make, all their basically revenue and profit that they were banking on for the year, and I'm talking bar, and I ain't talking mom and pop bars, okay? I'm talking about some big, I'm not going to name no names, but some pretty good size of bars that people would know down here that all of it based off of that Spurs playoff run. Them days... It have been gone like this ain't new news. But what I'm what I'm talking about bringing full circle, this whole Austin deal and the you know Dell computers coming in to vest and all that kind of stuff, it's to the fact that you got to get into this. There's new money out here, seventy miles away from us. That's basically you know have there's tech money. There's there's money that's coming in out of there. They've got to sit there and figure out how are we going to expand because the truth of it is, hey. Love that side of town that they're on. Dad's uh, dad's mother grew up on that side of town. Some of my childhood on weekends was spent on the east side of town. But I'll tell you this: as being a San Antonio native, I'm qualified to say this. The money over there that they can make with that arena, it, it, it I knew it was a far from the get Go all about there. It's tapped out, man. I mean, we ain't got no bars around the AT&T Center. There's nowhere you can go drink after the game there. This is a financial situation, okay? This is a financial like, hey man, it, like. You know, we're at the we're not even at the middle of the pack right now. Maybe we get lucky tonight in the draft and everything goes well the next couple of years, we can get there. But right now we're not even in the middle of the pack. So at the end of the day, all this, when you tell me this news about this Austin gaming company and Austin, all this, this is lining up to where in about three years we will have the arena talk down here. That won't go in about three or four years, maybe five, I don't know, somewhere you'll be driving 35, 45 minutes to go see your San Antonio Spurs between here and Austin. And you'll meet a lot of new Austin people. A lot of burnt orange will be in the games too. But that happens. All right. 736 976. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club studios. We'll be back.
0: Black political power is changing the direction of this country because we're a voice of change and our votes have real power. We have the chance to make a difference again here in Virginia. We must elect leaders who will fight for better jobs, better schools, affordable health care, who will care about keeping us safe from crime and systemic racism and support our families' needs to recover from the pandemic. Let's take action together. Vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd.
1: Paid for by the NAACP.